0: Yes wonderful. Yes wonderful. yes, wonderful. yes, wonderful. Yes, wonderful. Where
1: are the white women at? Shut up, Leonard. I found your YouTube page. What's the point in reviewing frozen the pizza?
0: Shut up, Leonard. Nobody even knows what you're talking about. I heard, I heard about your prescription sauce. It's right, yes. too. Shut up, Leonard. I know about your crooked wings.
1: Come on, Leonard. Shut up. You smell like mentalitis. Put on a bathing suit. Shut up, Leonard. There are no white women here, Leonard. This is not a party. What it is, soul brother. I'm thinking about breaking into the TV game. Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Uh, This is a big boy today. This is a big episode.
0: Well, and it's also a cliffhanger.
1: Yeah. Cliffhanger! (laughs) Uh,
0: On this episode of Shut Up, Leonard, we are going to talk about the 23rd, the penultimate Episode of season two.
1: Yes. A fist- oh, f- okay. sorry. I didn't know we were doing the title. I, I'm having some, the, the, but the audio sounds weird, but it's just my headphones, not the recorder. Okay. Uh, I apologize. Or hopefully, maybe you can tell me different, listener. Uh, this episode is called A, A Fistful, Fistful of, Paintballs. of Paintballs. Yeah. I mean, that was obvious. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks to Alex Moshina, by the way, of slacktory.com for doing our theme song. It's It's great, and we love it, and we love him.
0: Well, do we? Yeah. I think you do. I
1: love him. He oh. gave us the theme song. You don't love him for that?
0: I like him a lot.
1: All right. Well, Andrew has commitment issues, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Hope his wife knows about that.
0: <laughs> uh, this episode was written by Andrew Guest. Yep. I Guest wrote this episode. Well, that's what that means. That's exactly what that <laughs> yeah. means. Uh, what, what can we say that hasn't already been said? Yeah.
1: I will say, you know, with these episodes, you know, the, these kind of big... Would have become iconic community episodes. Yeah. you sometimes forget that, th- that they they deserve the hype. Yeah, I would say this is uh, every time I watch this episode, I I, I feel refreshed and new in how much I love it. It is it is really good stuff here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how much just before we even dive in?
0: How how much were you reminded of the first season paintball episode during this episode? like was were were you ever do you remember ever like on your first viewing ever being distracted because it's paintball again
1: no, honestly, mm. not really I, I i I think they they differentiated it enough yeah, they do th- this episode
0: uh is as the title suggests mm-hmm. a, a western takeoff
1: it's a western thank you you couldn't see the full hand gesture, <laughs> but I of course was referencing a scene from the aviator w- w- wherein uh, Adam Scott insists that the outlaws is all about. Uh, S-E-X, it's all about S-E-X and Howard Hughes insists it's a western Mm -hmm. uh yeah, which given Annie's outfit could maybe also be said about this (laughs) episode
0: (laughs) well everyone's in well the Dean's in a revealing outfit yeah, it's it's pretty much
1: the Dean and Annie
0: (laughs) yeah so yeah, that's just a thing that I, I thought of I wouldn't say that I was just, distra- I just, I kept having memories of the first paintball. Mm. Not in a sense of like, oh, this feels familiar, but of a sense of like, oh, yeah, they did this thing.
1: Yeah. Well, there was the little, uh, the trash can callback. Yeah.
0: There's a couple of little callbacks. Uh, they even, there's a full out reference to the first
1: I mean, yeah, paintball they, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, just a basic overview of this episode is that it is paintball. Yes. It's part one of two parts yes. of we'll the be finale. Yes, we covering
1: part two next week.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of like, it, well, we'll get to that at the end. It's not incomplete, yeah, but it is incomplete.
1: Okay, this is maybe a Kill Bill situation. in that they talked on the commentary how they thought maybe they're going to air both in, in one week. Yes, at the time, and then they split it up. So, <clears throat> uh, but now on the DVD, uh, you can just hit play all, and, and that's that's their version of the whole bloody affair.
0: That sucks. <laughs> they couldn't add in some of those scenes they talked about uh yeah (laughs) uh so yeah so and it's a western this is a western Western. theme because the the inciting incident happened during like a western
1: picnic they were having the uh end of the semester hoedown at Mm -hmm. greendale sponsored by pistol pete's cowboy creamery uh
0: and the the dean wanted to have a nicer version of paintball yes Uh, A friendly, low-stakes game. So
1: his idea was less ammo. Yeah. And uh, a a less amazing prize, which Pistol Pete's has assured him they're offering. (laughs) He didn't actually set the less amazing prize himself. No. He entrusted Pistol Pete's. uh, And and the prize they offered was... Well, listen. I think
0: uh, an ice cream company says they'll give out a prize. Yeah. You think, oh, they'll give out
1: a sundae. Yeah. The dean could ask, hey... What kind of prize are you giving away? Look, he saw given that. He given saw that. that they had so much trouble with paintball last time, he could have said, "Hey, you know, heads up, we've had some problems with paintball before." What kind of prize are you looking to offer? Because our students are a little excitable. You we don't theory? want anything too enticing.
0: No, What's your theory? I have continual theories. Okay. The dean saw that ice cream costume, got a little distracted. He
1: saw a fellow costumed man. Yeah, and 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 felt a kinship. You were saying. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: and he trusted him
1: <laughs> I could kind of see that uh,
0: so yeah it turns out the price is a million dollars a hundred thousand oh. excuse
1: you sorry <laughs> a
0: million in American dollars in Greendale that's only a hundred thousand <laughs> or I'm sorry the opposite yeah but the point is a yeah. hundred thousand American dollars yes a million Greendale dollars sure <laughs> inflation is bad there
1: yeah
0: a hundred thousand yes which is a lot it's a lot of money that I think I'd be willing to shoot some paintballs at people I know. Yeah. For that kind of money. Uh, and then, of course, chaos ensues. <laughs> As it does. <laughs> uh, but this episode actually starts before that inciting incident. Yeah. Which is kind of a fun. I like how they do the flashing between the moments. Yes. Because we open with uh, Fat Neil. Yeah. Running away from fabulous Neil, please. From I can't remember his character's name. Mike. Michael. Mike. Uh, the bully character yep. that Anthony Michael Hall played. Correct. Uh, he shows up for this little cameo style thing. Yeah. Where Once he...
1: again, threatens to put his fist up someone's balls. Yeah. well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's theoretical it's, it's balls. It's theoretical balls. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, and Fat Neil is saved by Annie. Yes. Uh, which is, that's pretty great. Yeah. And then she doesn't even trust him. Well, for good reason. Uh, but yeah, because he he will, he will was going to break yeah. it. Yeah,
1: so uh, uh, Mike and his, his compatriots have dropped their guns on the floor and, and walked away. Uh, Annie instructs Neil to kick the guns over to her. He uh, instead bends over to slide them with his hand mm. uh, and, and says, hey, you, you got to learn to trust people. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Fabulous Neil does try to betray her.
0: Well, he keeps the third gun, yeah. which he wasn't supposed to do. Yeah. And then he does try and shoot her as she walks away.
1: Yeah, and she is too quick for him. Yep. And gives him both barrels, which then, you know, the paintball shooting towards the screen becomes the logo for the opening credits. It's yeah. a very nice badass moment.
0: And they're special opening credits. Yes. Kind of, kind of in the style of A Fistful of Dollars. Yeah. Uh, I would even say almost Bond-esque. Yeah, I can with see that. silhouettes yeah, and guns. silhouettes and
1: guns and, guns and, and music. It's yeah. a lot of fun.
0: Uh, so that's, I always like it when they do special. It's not even a cootie catcher. It's just a full-on yeah. uh, homage to those other things.
1: Homage, please.
0: <clears throat> homage. Um, there we go. So, do, I don't know if we want to do this in the order that it shows up, or we just want to get through it all right now, and then come back to it later. As the characters show up, the study group characters, mm-hmm. um, each of them has a card yes. name. Do you want to go through all the card names right now, or sure. one by one?
1: Go, let's do it now. So,
0: in the order that they appeared, Annie is the Ace of Hearts. Yup. Abed is the Jack of Clubs. Yup. Jeff is the King of Spades. Yeah. Brit is the Queen of Spades. Yeah. Shirley is the Ace of Clubs. Yeah. Troy is the King of Clubs. Yeah. And Pierce does not have one. Yeah. For As her. we, it's a reason that we find out later. Can
1: I tell you? Hmm. It it took me until like the third viewing to realize that those were the cards they used in the voting situation. Took me took me twice. Okay.
0: So at least it I'll didn't say, take you once. <laughs> I'll will say even at the end of, of even at the end of one watch through I understood that they voted with those cards but me my too. brain still couldn't connect me too
1: but it took that was two watch throughs so I was still yeah. at that place, um,
0: and then even now I have questions okay what are your but questions? I think they're answered in the second half right uh, what are your questions well I think we should save that for later all right it's part of the Pierce thing true. Um so, as we go through, we find out Annie's got a little holdup. Uh, Abed meets up with her. They Abed wants her to join Jeff because he has the library. Yeah. We go to Jeff. Uh
1: We're just blown through this episode.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't talk about the spork. I like the spork.
1: The spork is good. We're, I like that whole scene where she's cooking beans, and then she, she has these cans set up with strings so that... They're like presumably trip wires. So yeah. if anyone walks by, it'll pull the can and alert her to where they are. Mm-hmm. She's in the uh, the science lab. Um, she's cooking the beans on a Bunsen burner. Yep. Um, fun fact: I had a friend whose dad always called me Benson burner. Good. In uh, in my school days. Good. Um, <laughs> and then she so one of the cans moves. She goes to investigate, and she turns around, and Abed is eating her beans. It's a very very cool stylized kind of westerny moment that I that I thoroughly enjoyed.
0: Yep. Uh but this the spork when, when she starts to eat the beans, oh, yeah, that's she the... she kinda looks wistfully at the spork, and then we fade through the spork. The yeah. spork is
1: our connection <laughs> yeah.
0: to the to the past. To yes. right when the the um the contest was about to begin. Yeah,
1: she had gotten beans from like a booth and the, the man had, hands her the spork, and yeah. that's our connection. Uh
0: so I like that weird
1: Yeah, that was really good. <laughs>
0: that weird little moment of a spork connecting yeah. the past.
1: <laughs> the spork was our totem.
0: <laughs> and uh yeah, so Abed does the beans thing.
1: Yep. We get to Jeff. Jeff is with And Chang. we see that at this point they do not trust each other. Oh, yeah, no. They have split up as a group. They, mm. They've got guns drawn at each other. And Abed is pleading with uh, with Annie for her to join up with him and Jeff. Yeah. And Chang, technically. Yeah. In the library. Uh,
0: Jeff and Chang are hiding from the math club.
1: Well, there's a continuity here. Oh. here, mm. Andrew. Mm. Uh, the scene starts, there's a little you know, joke. Uh, cut where Ovid says you'll be safe with us in the library and then immediately cut to uh, Chang and Jeff fleeing from the math club in the library and they they do a like a flip over a a table to land behind the table for cover Mm -hmm. and in the flip you clearly see Jeff's hat fall off oh and in the landing his hat is not on but then when it cuts to the actual shot of them hiding behind the table his hat is back on
0: well he has one of those magic hats you know
1: sure (laughs) Uh, he's got he's got a he's got a surgically implanted magnet below in the uh, below his scalp, mm-hmm. and then another magnet in the hat. So his hat's always. Do you ever come think anyone with
0: him. a steel plate in their head uses a magnet to
1: keep stuff on their? head? That's heads? interesting. I think they. Do you think it would mess with their brain? A brain is a computer, right? A, a brain is just a, a well, human computer. We're gonna have
0: to ask a real scientist about this.
1: <laughs> I don't think a, a magnet would interfere with your brain, especially since it's just sticking to metal.
0: Yeah, the metal part is not even touching your brain, is it?
1: No, I mean, I, I don't. Uh, how do skulls work? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would think if you have a metal plate in your head, it's because you broke your skull and you got to have a thing to replace that part of the bone of the bone. But isn't a okay? Is it under the skin? Hold on. Where, what is happening to people right now?
1: I would say the metal plate is under the skin.
0: Mm. that makes me <laughs> uncomfortable.
1: Would you rather it was not of a skin that someone takes off their hat and they just see no, you exposed
0: uh, I work in a hospital. A lot of things make me uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> they shouldn't. You should be more comfortable than other people. No. Nope. Um, yeah. Ask one of your, one, ask one of your doctor pals.
0: <laughs> if a magnet would interfere with a metal plate in a skull? I don't think it would. Okay.
1: But I also don't, I mean, you would have to make it yourself. Because people with steel plates in their heads is not a a big enough market, I don't think, that people are making magnet hats for them. All right.
0: uh, (laughs) So the hat falls off, it's back on, whatever. (laughs) Chang, let's talk about what Chang's wearing. Everybody's dressed Western style. Yes. Uh, Abed is, is, of course, wearing the poncho as a reference to the Dollars trilogy. What are you saying? Abed's wearing a poncho. Yeah. As a reference... So the Dollars Trilogy. Oh, you
1: said Dalders, first of
0: all. Dalders.
1: And second of all, I, I, th- I think of that as the Man With No Name Trilogy. Whatever. Because Dollars does not figure into the third title.
0: I'm aware, but I've heard both. Okay. And Dollars, to me, was faster to say than the Man With No Name.
1: All right. They call him Joe in one of the movies. Though. I know, so that's aware. a problem. And Blondie in another. I'm aware. But Blondie's clearly a nickname. It's something that I have applied to you on, on a few occasions. Mm-hmm. Um... Can we talk about Western Attire for a second?
0: Can we talk about... You're aware of the made-for-TV version that has the added scene that explains why he's doing what he's doing.
1: I had forgotten until you said it right now, and then I remember that I did learn that fact at one point.
0: That's insane. It's crazy. I've watched that scene on YouTube. (laughs) It's weird. Yeah. Because it's very clearly not Clint Eastwood. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway.
1: Uh, Western Attire. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I have wistfully looked at a cowboy hat and wish I had one. I think it's a good look. I like cowboy hats. I love a good Stetson. And uh, I I think, and I don't know who's to blame here. Maybe hipsters are to blame. But I think hats have a real stigma in our society currently, uh, which I think is a damn shame.
0: Yeah, I think there's, I think, I think. It's going to be the same way with beard culture soon.
1: I mean, I think it already is the same way with beard culture. Not enough, though. Yeah, but okay. A reveal into our private lives now. Yeah. I have been labeled a hipster on many occasions. Yes. Which I feel is primarily because of my beard.
0: I think it's a little more than that. I think we will talk to you for a minute and they go, oh, yeah.
1: We got a live one here, guys. All right. All right. (laughs) I I I resent this accusation and I I don't think it's true and I think it's it's, prim, it's, it's beard prejudice. Mm. Um I, there, the my point is there's no there's no place in our current society for non-ironic cat love which is a shame because I love a good cowboy hat.
0: Well I I think if you were in Texas you could
1: Well exactly, but I'm not You'd I'm have gonna... to be in
0: a very specific place
1: yeah i think in texas it would fly but also in this episode we see leonard leonard in a very nice bowler cap yes and i've also thought that bowler caps are a great look in the past and yet another look that is denied to me because our society hates hats well that's
0: how society is <laughs> uh i'll i'll tell you i really enjoyed the look of uh,
1: i don't know if you know what this is a pith helmet oh sure but well, that's a helmet that's not a hat <laughs>
0: I'm going to tell you I own one.
1: You own a pith helmet?
0: How have I never seen your pith helmet? I wore it for an extended period of time. <laughs> what was this? Well, it was it was over a vacation. Okay, where were you? In Florida.
1: So you were just walking around Florida in a pith helmet.
0: Yeah. I how don't old think were it's, you? I don't think it's what you'd call a traditional pith helmet, but how, it's certainly, how old it certainly it is you? a pith helmet. How old were you? Uh, I was old enough.
1: How old were you? Tell me. I'm I need a number. Maybe I was 17, okay. 18. So I was old enough Late teen, to know. <laughs> late teen, Andrew. Yeah. Walking around Florida in a pith helmet. Oh, that's a great image.
0: Well, specifically Disney World. Sure. But I wore it pretty much everywhere on that vacation.
1: <laughs> did you get it on the vacation?
0: I think I did. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I took it home and I never wore it again. Well, of course. It's a pith helmet. <laughs> I just, I got home, I put it on once and I went, why did I do
1: this? I think the thing about the pith helmet that's different from a cowboy hat or a bowler hat uh-huh. is that the pith helmet was never intended for everyday use <laughs> in a way that cowboy hats it and It worked bowler for hats what were. I
0: needed it for, which was shade.
1: Yeah. And stabbing <laughs> enemies that come well, close. <laughs> sure. Um... <laughs> Why did the pith helmet have a horn on, on the top? Oh no, it's spike? not one of
0: those. That's a different kind of helmet. Is it?
1: Yeah. Is a pith, so a pith but it is it is pointed, no. correct?
0: No, no, no. What is you're a pith helmet? you're imagining. A pith helmet is like y- you think of those like explorer types. That's a pith helmet.
1: That's what I mean. Pointed. It, it comes up to it comes up it's it like have a bell-shaped, like bell-shaped.
0: Okay, bell-shaped,
1: sure. My point is it it, it 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 comes up at the top. It's
0: yeah, it's sure.
1: not. A, there's not flatness on the top. Or, no, or it's even, not flat. Or even roundness on the top. Mine's it, a little more round. It comes to a point. I'm telling at the top.
0: you, mine is not traditionally okay. what you'd imagine, but it is the closest thing. That's the closest title. Yeah. you could give what I have.
1: There are pith helmets with horns. Well, I'm not. I didn't make that up. Well, the point is,
0: yeah, hats are too specific now. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Hats are costume wear.
1: That's a goddamn shame. Yeah. And
0: even fedoras are ruined.
1: Well, no, fedoras are, you say even fedoras, I'm going to say especially fedoras Yeah, that's ruined. what I
0: mean. Like, you would think a fedora could survive. Because it's not really, when I think of a fedora, it's like, you You could, I could still imagine that being allowed in today's I think society. If, I
1: think if you're in a suit, yeah. you can wear a fedora.
0: But the problem is, a certain group of people have ruined fedoras. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's out. Yeah. Uh, What about beanies? How are, you, how are your feelings on beanies? I think a beanie's the last true vestige of society.
1: Yeah, beanie, I think beanie and I baseball. I wear a beanie every once in a while. And beanies and baseball caps, I would oh, say, yeah. are the two hats that are still acceptable. But you're not into baseball. No. And I'm not, I don't like baseball hats. As a hat goes, that is subpar.
0: I'll wear one on a sunny day.
1: Mm, wear sunglasses, dickhead. Is I do. What, Is what I say to I you. I wear both. I um, wear everything. And I wear a veil. <laughs> you wear a veil. Uh, trucker hats were in for a period which were basically a a variation on baseball hats with a mesh on the back Mm -hmm. but I think those have fallen out of favor even
0: well I mean you could follow that with the line of uh, Ashton Kutcher's career
1: well true (laughs) Um, uh, uh, you know a a newsy cap on on a certain type of gentleman is is acceptable I
0: think you'd like a newsy cap on a lady more
1: (laughs) you know I've never seen a newsy cap on a lady what Uh, that can't be true yeah what? Yeah. Okay. Every, anyway. I do like a beanie on a lady. I like winter attire on a lady for some reason.
0: <laughs> okay, I think we've strayed too far from our original
1: <laughs> premise. We're, t- we're This all sprang from Chang's shirt. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so Chang, he,
0: he d- is not dressed up as a typical cowboy would be.
1: No, he's wearing a t-shirt. And he is drawn on uh, Western attire. Which this is, this becomes a running thing
0: with Chang. Yeah. If we recall, um, I don't know if we could, we might have to retroactively give callback points because in the season five episode where Subway takes over, he wears a white shirt where he just writes Subway, Subway on, on the it. shirt. That's, that is true. Um, But even, even uh, talking more about every, the different characters and what they're wearing. Yeah. Uh, t- Troy. Yeah. Is wearing like, I would, equi- I would. Equivalent? I can't speak now. This this would be equal to uh, what Troy is wearing in this episode is equal to I think how Doc Brown dresses up Marty
1: in Back to the Future Three. It's not quite that, but it's it's it's, it's like a toy cowboy. But I believe this is also this is the attire we saw him in in the uh, the flashback to when they visited the ghost town.
0: Oh, I don't recall. I
1: I think it is. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I I believe it is. Hmm. hmm. Okay. See, so, yeah, that's so uh Troy is is toy cowboy. It's <laughs> uh, it's it's Woody-esque. It's, it is Woody-esque. Um brightly colored. Yeah. Abed is um is is man. The man with the name. Yeah, he's got a poncho mm-hmm. hat. Uh uh Annie pr- prior to Paintball, she's wearing like a dress and and just kind of typical like a uh, she might be a cowboy's wife in a western movie. But then for uh, mobility purposes she removes the bottom half of the dress. Uh and it's just Yeah. yeah. Uh well not even shorts, but like a kind of short like what would like Old West underwear basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you see a lady in underwear in an old west movie. Bloomers? Is that the word? I you know, I hoped it was. But it's a la it's a lace situation. Yeah. Is the point. And, and and she almost takes on like, you know, the badass uh what what's the word for for like the woman who runs the brothel? She does she's not a whore. The madam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like a badass madam of the Old West almost when, when okay. she takes off okay. that thing okay you know know, she's got it she's got a knife in her garter she 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 she'll get close in order to slit your throat um uh Shirley is dressed as as an old-timey nun
0: that's delightful yeah
1: that's great and um, Jeff, uh, in, in typical fashion, has, has chosen sexiness over uh, authenticity, mm-hmm. and is basically wearing a cowboy shirt and then a hat rather, and then a regular shirt that's like open to, to the. What about Britta? Chest. I do not recall. Britta is wearing kind of a uh, plaid. I mean, that's her mo. She's wearing jeans and then like a like a like a, a belt, like a holster belt. Oh sure, sure. And then she's got um, like two braided, but on the front. Oh okay. I don't know what you call that mm-hmm it's 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 vaguely she's western hair like this are you are you saying that she's like a rabbi <laughs> that's what your hand gesture seemed to suggest you don't get that reference
0: no that's from scott pilgrim
1: oh yeah but that's that's <laughs> that's not a gesture he did
0: <laughs> i can't remember the gesture but it was similar
1: okay uh this is all great for audio by the way yeah a lot. this is a We're very great hand deaf people this will is love our this full podcast. sign
0: language podcast yeah.
1: Um, you know, Hawkeye did a sign language issue. Why can't we do a sign language episode?
0: Um, I'm going to, I'm going to give you 10. Why can't we do a Braille episode?
1: <laughs> and Pierce is, you know, he's like an old West saloon runner, which oh, yeah. is he's,
0: appropriate. He, no, I wouldn't even, okay. Saloon runner or like the, what's the word? Like a mayor? Like yeah, an official. Kinda, yeah. Like an official. Yeah. Um, and then the Dean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the dean is has got a shirt tied off, so it his midriff was exposed, and uh, like a a cow print vest, um, yep. and then short jean shorts. Yep, uh, and a cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. God he bless. You probably borrowed it from a sister. Yep.
0: <laughs> uh, so where are we in the whole story?
1: Uh, Chang is is defecting to the math club. Yes. Because they're Asian and he is Asian. Yes. Which they point out as racist, but still accept him into the group. Yeah. Because he offers up Jeff. Mm -hmm. He says, shoot him. He's white and out of ammo. (laughs) Yep. Um, But I I wrote this down. I I wrote this down late on this, though, but I I think here's where it starts. Chang is almost, uh, I would say, comparable to Gollum in this episode Mm -hmm. in that he he has nothing to offer. He's not smarter than anyone. He's not stronger than anyone. He's not quicker than anyone. But just through betraying everyone in deceit. He survives way longer than he should. Yeah. He's just this kind of little scrawny monster that scurries around, always defying death somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, which I think is really great. I really like Chang in this role.
0: Well, I think that, that even makes a little bit of sense because I think you'll accept somebody because you could you could throw him out in the fire. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is someone that you, you're just like, oh, here's another body. And yeah. also, it it
1: I don't care about him. Yeah. So I'll say, hey, go check and him it, in that corner. <laughs> and it, and it, being being expendable is weirdly useful yeah <laughs> in a situation like this because everyone needs someone expendable mm-hmm. um uh i i think and then of course the chain as as golem uh analogy would get much more direct in later episodes oh yeah uh i think this is the part <coughs>
0: oh yeah this is excuse me
1: <coughs> we, we see Sorry. pavel yes
0: for a brief moment and then he gets just pummeled with paintballs yeah and he's like, "Stop! I'm already dead." Yeah.
1: Which is that's you know that's a classic schoolyard game thing. Yeah. There's always one kid who he gets hit by like five dodgeballs, even though he's at, already out. That is Pavel in this in this scenario.
0: And then we're introduced to uh, a guest star. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's the one who shoots Pavel. Oh yeah, that's right. And there's like who who wears spurs to paintball, and then I'll it's you who wears spurs. Josh Holloway. Josh.
1: Fucking Holloway.
0: As the Black writer Yes, even though he doesn't write anything. Doesn't ride anything. It's like, hey, I don't, I don't name things. That's what Troy says. I'm a deputy. Yeah, a deputy. I deputize. Yeah. Uh,
1: Josh Holloway is phenomenal in this mm-hmm. episode. I would say, he's. I have. I, you know, I've had my problems with Lost in the past. I was once a big fan. I hated the finale, but through it all, I have maintained that Josh Holloway is a treasure. I think he should be a movie star. I think he's insanely charismatic and charming. Uh, I think that's why he was cast. Yeah. And he's, he's, his, his uh, skills are used uh, uh, to great effect in this episode. He's got really amazing chemistry with uh, Allison Bree, mm-hmm. as they pointed out in the commentary, which I think is also one of his skills. I think anytime you see him with a lady in a scene, he has great chemistry every single time. Mm-hmm. That's one of the wonders of Josh Holloway. He's a great American, and, and he should be a movie star. And if any Hollywood executives are listening right now, cast cast josh holloway in your movie he's fantastic
0: i'm trying to think oh he was in am i am ghost
1: four yes whatever that ghost one, number cool. was
0: but he wasn't the star no but he showed up and died yeah and it was because of that lady who's
1: is his tv show he had a, a, a new lady. tv show he was on is he still intelligence on? i
0: don't know if that is got still picked going up. it was a mid-season replacer and i don't know if it made it
1: you know i hate to see him languishing there I, I, it was kind
0: of like chuck though it was like a it was like a Chuck ripoff.
1: Uh, CB, on May tenth, twenty fourteen, CBS canceled the show after only one season. He was—he
0: basically had the internet in his brain, like that was his.
1: Yeah. Oh, we've talked about this. He—that show is no longer on. Josh Holloway is free. Uh-huh. Movie studios put him in your movies. Free agent. That's right.
0: Get him in there. Do it. Uh. Yeah. So they they face off against the Black Rider. Yep. For the first time of several. Yes. I don't they, remember. How did they get away from him here? I don't remember now.
1: Uh, They, I don't, what? Yeah, right? I don't remember either.
0: He shoots Pavel. He comes in. Yeah. Oh, he just they just run away. Yeah. They just straight up run away. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And they lock a door behind them. Because this
1: was the scene with Annie's boobs. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The hallway was too short. Yeah. So, so they, they filmed to, it a lot.
1: Yeah, and there was speculation that it was sexual in nature, the sitting shooting. Yep. Uh, which this is, I, I, I have to imagine, this was this was a heavily gift scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they run mm-hmm. away,
0: uh, and they which is that's a fun. I think it's a fun moment because we're we're being introduced to at when Abed locks the door. He's like, he's like he, he's he's attractive. He's network TV attractive. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Jeff is like, he's not that attractive.
1: Yeah, so shut the, up. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is the start of what would go on throughout the whole episode of Jeff being.
0: And I like how it's both intertwined in that moment because yeah. it's Abed is is suspicious. But not because it's like, oh, he's too good. It's like, oh, he's, he's too attractive. He's too attractive to go to Greendale. To go to Greendale. <laughs> yeah. like he, He's like, Abed knows the standard of Greendale. <laughs> yeah. This guy's off the charts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and this is where they meet up with the rest of the gang.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: Shirley. So Shirley, uh, Troy, and Britta yeah. teamed up with, with Pierce.
1: Well, they're working for Pierce. Yes. They in, they're deputies for Fort Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, what, what I like here is that... Um, uh, even even in, in when you create these sort of microcosms of of new societies, Pierce's instinct is always to become rich. That's that's what he is in life, and that's what he does in 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 the paintball world. He mm-hmm. stocks up on uh, ammunition so that he can create this uh, sort of town that he runs, yeah. which is for Hawthorne in and the
0: cafeteria. And even if you. um if you recall,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the I mean the cafeteria is is kind of like a, a well known safety zone as it comes back in season five. Yeah, the floor is lava game. It's true. That's where the Shirley Shirley runs her place. Yep, from there. Uh, all right,
1: so so they reveal that Fort Hawthorne. Well, they reveal that Pierce has put a bounty out on Jeff. Yeah, as as the poster wanted, says, wanted gay and alive. Gay and alive, <laughs> with a caricature with with a an exaggerated forehead, <laughs> which makes Jeff. Which feeds into Jeff's insecurities that he's already experiencing because of Josh Holloway. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go to Fort Hawthorne. Starburns is working the gate. And he, he may, you have to give up your guns to go into Fort Hawthorne. Yep. That's how he keeps it peaceful. Uh, you also have to give up your drugs. But that is uh, 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 that is presumably uh, instituted by uh, Starburns only to, to score some drugs. <laughs>
0: yeah. And there's a great moment where the, they're going into the door and he's still kind of begging <laughs> yeah. for drugs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's like last chance drugs, drugs holding up the back. <laughs> uh good stuff. They get into Fort Hawthorne. Yep. Um it is a peaceful society. People are enjoying themselves. Vicky and the Garrett, K- are <laughs> Garrett are dancing. Garrett are dancing. I guess. Uh Leonard is, is, is on the keys. He's tickling the tickling the ivories in his sweet bowler hat. He's on that pianoforte. Yep.
0: Uh <coughs> Pierce comes Excuse out me. and from, explains from the ladies' room, From the ladies' which room which is his office. He explains how this place came to be. Yeah. That he was hiding in the bathroom and made people pay with their bullets. To, to poop. To
1: poop. And he he says, pooping's on the house for you guys. <laughs> Generous offer. Uh,
0: and I also like this moment where, where Pierce, this is a classic, classic moment in not just Western films, but a lot of films, mm-hmm. where a character says, tonight we feast. And then we go to this weird dinner scene. Yeah. That <laughs> was... Yeah. I love the weird dinner scene, and I love how community does it here. Yeah. Where it's like, it's it's a very special dinner, and he's got all his guards out.
1: Yeah. Uh, the meal is, is looks to be hot Cheetos. Uh, yeah, just well, a pile of hot Cheetos with a Twinkie with sitting a Twinkie on sitting top. The top. Which um, I,
0: I think they're trying to mimic the look of like a pasta dish.
1: Maybe. Like, and, a, uh, like
0: a pile of pasta yeah. with a breadstick on top. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the implication is clear that they, they only have access to vending machine food. Yeah. Um, and they're drinking punch poured by Miguel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pierce has a server here. Uh, good stuff. Yeah.
0: Pierce is in his
1: element. Yeah. And he his servants? Yeah. <laughs> and here's where Pierce suggests his plan, which is he knows there is a cache of ammunition in the mm-hmm. dean's office, uh, and if they retrieve it, uh, they can win and split the money seven ways. Yeah. Which he's, you know, presumably Pierce doesn't need the money. But at least what he says is his reason for this is, uh, you know, he, he he wants to go out on a good memory before the semester ends. Because yeah. during the summer, you know, Greendale's is all he has. So during the summer, all he does is wait for, for
0: school to start. I'm going to say there's there's a lot of uh, underlying, like, a, a darkness mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah. And there's also, like, uh, uh, just, just misunderstandings, not in a comedic way, but in, like, a... a not even like a dramatic way but it's kind of like every everyone has their reasons for what they're doing and yeah. and you can understand why they're doing them and you feel kind of like oh wow like this is a good show. <laughs>
1: yeah. Everyone this yeah, is that's, a good show. Yeah, that's what I what I what I really love about <clears throat> community is is scenes like this where it's it's so uh, out of out of control and the stakes are weird and crazy and it's this insane you know western town that has been established at a school because of a paintball game mm-hmm. so the, the, among all these absurdities it it's 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 sort of anchored to this very human story of of pierce uh, and, and the group realizing that they're not getting along like it, it, this is all just kind of blown up uh, out of the the very the human drama yeah. between these these seven characters uh, which which has always been one of the community's really strong points.
0: Uh, so they, they agree to do it. Mm-hmm. Pierce stays in his town. Yep. The rest of the gang goes on. Um, is this where Annie shoots the cheerleaders? Yes. Yeah, so Annie shoots the cheerleaders. Yeah, she
1: discovers that Chang uh, has apparently, he's defected from the math club to join up with the cheerleaders. Um, and then he betrayed them. They even gave him a sweater. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they, he betrayed them, so he is now, they have arranged a firing squad a fire, to execute yeah. him. This is, he's blindfolded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but Annie gets a drop on him and she shoots all the cheerleaders and reveals that she tried out for the cheer team the previous year. Mm-hmm. That's interesting.
0: That doesn't surprise me too much. That
1: doesn't, but... A... Annie
0: dabbles with trying to be popular or, yeah. or playing with her attractiveness yeah. several times throughout the show.
1: She does not make the team, however.
0: No. Because it was it's too clicky.
1: Too clicky, and also, I don't, I don't know about Andy's dance skills. I'm just put that out there. Okay.
0: Okay. She's a little uh, too
1: uptight to be a cheerleader. Uh, As we but, see in Season 3, she has problems getting loosey-goosey, or is it goosey Lucy?
0: That's true. So, there, there's. I love when Chang gets away here. Blindfolded, yeah. Yeah. he starts running, and he just immediately knows where the door is. Yeah. Well, like, he's
1: kind of looking at the bottom of the blindfold, it seems.
0: I think even... I think he just knows. I think he has like a sense. Yeah, like I think at night, Chang runs around the hallways a, with his eyes closed, he, just well, so he can be ready.
1: I don't think it's that. I, I think maybe it's more that uh, in in you know we talked about earlier, he's kind of like a cockroach. Is that he has a a sort of a, a survival instinct that is so powerful that he senses routes of escape. <laughs>
0: So much so, or he gets out that door, he runs down a hall and he
1: runs into another door Stops and then goes through another
0: door, yeah, and then disappears. Yes, like a cockroach. Uh, yeah,
1: Annie has chased. She had she needed to reload. That's why she couldn't shoot him right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she then takes she, Jeff's gun. Yeah, to go to hunt him down. Yeah, uh, follows him into the anthropology room, but mm-hmm. he has vanished. And there, she is surprised by a black rider mm-hmm. who takes her from behind. <laughs> well
0: he definitely surprises her yeah
1: and they have a very there's a nice scene here this is that chemistry we were talking about where mm-hmm. they kind of they get flirty um, and she says why is your, your chest is flushed uh, and she says it's just because I'm allergic to beans <laughs> which like it's weird that they, I think it's a tribute to their chemistry that that works as sexy talk <laughs> no, no other two people could pull that off as did, sexy talk but it kind of works
0: did they say because in the commentary they mentioned there was a there was a thing where where Alison Brie got shot in the boob with a paintball.
1: In the first paintball episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought they were saying in this one. No, no, that was in the first one. And okay. actually, I had a note kind of about that. So they mentioned that in the first one, they it was all practical. They didn't None of it was done in post, whereas yeah. in this one, a lot of it was done in post. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Jim Rash mentioned how last season, or last, you know, the first paintball episode, they used certain kinds of uh, extra fragile and thin paintballs. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is, as a man who has never done, have you ever done paintball? No. Me neither. It seems like it would be a lot of fun to me yeah. Except. It hurts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't like pain. My question is, if they if extra fragile and thin paintballs exists, why are, why is anyone using the other kind?
0: Probably harder to
1: make. I don't like this. <laughs> I, I don't understand why. I, how much harder could it be to make? Enough. Ah, I don't care. I don't care for this. <laughs> They're keeping me out of the paintball game because of my fear of pain. And I think I would really enjoy it.
0: You know, it might be good for you.
1: Here's the thing about... Eh, Here's the thing about that's Paintball. Character. Paintball, to me, seems like what I always wanted Laser Tag to be, but it never quite was.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And yet, I just I can't get past that pain barrier.
0: I think that's what you need, though. I think that's what makes you Well, that's hey, you're, not, you're
1: not playing Paintball, either. No.
0: Do I look like I have time for this? <laughs> I'm a busy man. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's the thing. That's what, that's what makes it the step beyond lasers, because you feel it.
1: No, I think what make, to me what makes it the step beyond lasers is that it's a much bigger uh, environment to run around in,
0: I guess. Whereas
1: laser laser tag to me always the problem was there's no time for planning really because you're just you're all in a cramped space and it's all just like it's all it's all po- it's all jump scares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all popping out of corners and shooting people in laser tag. Whereas like a nice game of capture the flag with with paintball I think would be really fun. You could you could introduce a strategy element that I think I would enjoy, mm-hmm. but I don't want to get hurt. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Anyway. You know, a good shot to the knee could probably like, take me out for a year. <laughs> Let's face it. I, I've dislocated myself on a few occasions. Uh, it's probably too high risk for me.
0: Payball's too high risk for you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jeff and Abed catch up.
1: Well, before that, so they, they... Oh, yeah, yeah. So they have this little flirty conversation. And then, uh, as a way of you know sparing her some pain, uh, the black rider says, "I'll shoot you in the foot." And he has Jeff's gun because he has taken it from Annie. Yep. And he goes to shoot her foot, and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he you know he switches out to his gun, and by that time Jeff and Abbott have arrived on the scene. Yeah. Um, they chase him off, and uh, that's when Abby re- uh, Annie rather reveals to Jeff that Pierce loaded his gun with blanks. Yep. Uh,
0: and I wanted to talk about something that happens in the background. Okay. And you can see it in I believe the study room and and or not the study room, in the anthropology room. Okay. And in the science lab and I think even at Fort Hawthorne. Is this is about the graffiti? The graffiti. What does it say? I can never quite read it. Well, do you know what it's supposed to say? What is it supposed to say? Well, okay. The, I I believe this is true. This is what I'm going to tell you. That they had graffitied the the letters BBT and then the word sucks. sucks.
1: Big Bang Theory sucks.
0: Yeah, S- somewhere along the line they got
1: scared. They, they changed down. it to suggies because it looked like a. S- yeah, no, they just they just completely points.
0: screwed up the word because they didn't. There was no way to fix it. Yeah, so it's now BBE, and then sucks has like a J in the middle of it.
1: We have seen BBT sucks in in previous signage on community though. Wait, where? Uh, there have been we like have not
0: talked about it. I'm, we
1: haven't talked about that on the show, but it's definitely something you could see in like the first couple of seasons. Hmm. Occasionally there'd be like a bulletin board in the background and you could see BBT sucks on it. Well, So they had snuck it legitimately into episodes in the past. Why well, did you ever point this out? I feel like you've never th- talked about it. I assumed before. you
0: knew this. No, this is something we should have talked about.
1: Well, I mean... I only bring I'm it up sorry. here because I remember
0: there was controversy in this one. Yeah. Because well, it was, it was certainly bigger was than was ever clearly, this is Yeah, this is big. It was like on the chalkboard. Yeah. Real huge. And it's been covered up. Yes, that's why I think it's double notice.
1: That's you know they 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 have the same problem that Nixon had. It wasn't the crime that got them in trouble; it was the cover up.
0: Yeah. Uh. So yeah, so I think that's interesting because at the time of this airing, they they were in competing time slots with Big Bang Theory,
1: which was drawing huge numbers. Yeah, and Community was was languishing, unfortunately.
0: Mm Hmm. Um, I still don't understand that. Like, I don't. And I used to watch Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Which I don't understand. Uh,
1: what don't you understand?
0: Like, how is it so much more popular? Because it's so watered down? Like, I don't understand, it's like... Just,
1: it's it's just, it's broader. Or because it's just... It's just it's, so much more broad. Because it's also,
0: like, false. Like, if you watch that show, you're like, hey, none of this is true. Yeah. Like, this
1: is all... But people like you and I know that. Yeah. Most of America does not see that. People
0: that go to Comic-Con, like, like, like Big Bang Theory.
1: Yeah. Not everyone at Comic Con is, is like us. They should be. Yeah. In a better world. <laughs> you know, anyway. why did Arrested Development get canceled after three seasons? <clears throat> why, did, why did Freaks and Geeks only last a season?
0: Well, the, I think that's more executive problems.
1: But the executive canceled it, to, to, to be fair. The executive canceled it because it was consistently NBC's lowest rated show. See, there's problems
0: with risk in TV.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, and then you look at it, like Seinfeld had horrible ratings the first two seasons, and then something just struck a chord. And it was it was the most it was the most watched television show in America. Yeah. So you never know what's going to pay off and what won't. And yep. Sometimes you get cowards who cancel freaks and geeks. <laughs> and they should they deserve to be called out at parties by Seth Rogen. <laughs> anyway, what are we talking about here?
0: Big Bang Theory sucks. Yeah.
1: On S- the boards. Yep. But it's now BBE Sugis. Yep. Good good attempt. Yeah. At that word.
0: Uh yeah. All right. So the the blanks really sets off Annie.
1: Yeah. Because and it, we'd seen hints of what happened. I think at this point in the episode, we did know that, at, at least I did on the first one, that it was a vote that was taking place with the cards.
0: I don't even think I knew that until they
1: said. Because we've been seeing we've been seeing flashes of them doing a, a thing with cards. Yep. What we'd seen is is that they put cards. Jeff singles out one card and looks at Annie, and then Pierce walks into the room. Mm-hmm. That's what we saw. Yeah. That's what we saw. So at this at this point it it. it I, I It seemed to me like they were voting on Pierce And that Annie had voted for him mm-hmm. but, uh, And then they eventually reveal that yeah. And of course Annie is super upset Because she, they, they needed a unanimous decision To eject Pierce And Annie was the one holdout mm-hmm. And now she sees him for what he is yeah, And she's not happy
0: I think that's I think that is what we're supposed to interpret Yes But do you think it's possible to interpret it th- the opposite way What do you mean? It just put everything in reverse. So they're not voting on, they're not, so hypothetically their vote is Black Card is for keep. Oh, so you're saying everyone
1: voted to keep Pearson except Danny. Except
0: Danny. And it had to be unanimous to get rid of him the other way. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: You mean, so you mean they have decided to get rid of him?
0: No, no, they have decided. That wouldn't be a full reverse, though. It's hard to explain.
1: What you're saying what I'm saying is yeah. everyone needed to agree or else they keep him. Yeah. Well so a full reverse of what I'm saying would be everyone needed to agree or else they get rid of him. Yeah. So we so it's not a full reverse that you're suggesting. Okay, it's
0: not a full reverse. Okay. But it's a near full reverse.
1: Uh I, I don't think I don't think that's the case.
0: Yeah, but I think uh, up until the point where we get the Annie's emotional response, I think you could almost see it
1: that way. Oh, I see what you're saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Where you're not certain who voted how and what and why yeah Uh, but then we do get the reveal but yeah then you do get the reveal but i think it almost would have been more interesting if annie was the one who was like nah, get rid of this guy (laughs) and everyone else was like oh let's just keep him
1: i I, no, i think that would be interesting but uh, as they've talked about several times on the on the commentaries it sacrifices the character i don't think that fits the characters at all (laughs) that's true
0: but also what what's up why does abed want to get rid of pierce what's his beef
1: because Abed, uh, Abed is a very logical person. He examines things uh, just as they are, uh, uh, and he says, hey, you know, Pierce Pierce has been only a negative influence on us.
0: What about... But, well, but Abed also sees the, the need for a negative influence within a group. Does he, at this point? I think he does.
1: Well, you know.
0: And then what about Troy? He's living with the guy.
1: He's living with the guy, so he the most knows about how Pierce is a racist old white dude. All right. Listen... If you move, if you if you were a young black man, mm-hmm, boy. and you moved in with a guy, and the first thing he did was give you a uniform, <laughs> would you still want to be friends with that man?
0: No. So <laughs> there you go. But okay, I don't want to get ahead to part two. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about that next week. Yeah. But the, there is like a culmination of this event in part two.
1: Yeah. But first, they have a conversation at back at Fort Hawthorne. Yes. Um. And he and he calls him on all this. And Pierce, Pierce had thought they were playing cards and not invited, invited him. Um, Much to, like
0: he wasn't invited to D and D. Yeah. To several things.
1: Yeah, and and he and and Chevy is really really good in this scene. I feel where he's talking about, you know, how he feels like an outsider and the group doesn't treat him well. Mm-hmm. Um, w- which ultimately comes down to he he and Annie are about to have a duel.
0: Well, and I really like his explanation for why he gave Jeff a gun full of blanks
1: because he got to win last year.
0: Jeff won last year. Yeah. It it. It wasn't about he didn't like Jeff. It was Jeff Jeff doesn't need the win. Yeah. Someone else needs the win. Yeah. And I like that.
1: Yeah. You know I what? think it's I think he's still a dick, but I, I I like that as a story point.
0: Yeah. I think I I just I understand. Yeah. I'm not mad at him for that. Okay. <laughs> Look, if Jeff's so He's so worried about being the most attractive. Like
1: <laughs> he could be knocked down a peg. Alright.
0: We learn in season three that he th- really needs to be knocked down well, a yeah, peg.
1: But I don't <laughs> I, I I don't think it's I, I don't think the way to go about that is on the sly behind his back screwing him over.
0: Eh. Pierce is the villain, he's willing to take that on. That's true. He's willing to be that for the group.
1: I don't think I don't think Pierce has thought it out to that point.
0: <laughs> no, but he just is.
1: Yeah. Um so Pierce and Annie are about to have a duel. Um, and then the Black Rider shows up, and the, and the Black Rider is, is he you know Jeff says hey we're in the middle of a thing, can you wait till this this is over? Black Rider says yes, but as soon as it is, I'm gonna shoot all you motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Pierce in classic Pierce fashion fakes a hard attack. Yep. Uh, everyone in the study group knows it's fake, but the Black Rider does not, so he goes to help. At which point Pierce shoots him in the gut, uh, and steals the sh- his paint shotgun. Yep. And makes a daring escape.
0: Pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> I I and it's it's really fun to see to see someone actually react the way that you should when someone looks like they're having a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> Painted right next to
1: <laughs> the, the steady group. The steady group. Fine. Yeah. Which like, often points out that last week uh Pierce faked a heart attack to get out of giving him a stick of gum. <laughs> which is great. <laughs> Yeah, because that's the kind of pe- person Pierce is. Sometimes the person who won't even just say no, you can't have a stick of gum, but will perceive himself as in a situation where he can't say no. So instead, he will force a, f- a fake a heart attack. Uh,
0: and this is a, a reveal here where the Black Rider calls up his employer. Yes, and he he exp- he tells the group he was bought into the yeah, game. He was a ringer. He was a ringer. Yeah. Uh, he he takes
1: an online class. Yeah, to to just to qualify. To qualify. Um, which is the second time because Chang was a ringer on the first uh, paintball episode Mm -hmm. Um, and then he says he's got to go he's got call play tickets Um, Annie wants to go with him but he he says it's too late for that bean allergy (laughs) which is great (laughs) and also I think uh, another sign that they have great chemistry together in that you know it's kind of you don't necessarily uh, see Annie kind of you know this stranger who is actively trying to screw over the group but you kind of believe that she would still want to date him because they're just they, they just they're so sexy together. Yep. Let's, let's let's call it what it is. Um, so what is is next? Chang running through the quad? Are we there already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's the end of the episode, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chang runs through the quad. He uh oh, we we uh, sh- we should say when they picked up the ammo at Dean's office. Oh yeah, There was yeah, a nice yeah, thing yeah. where Chang's gun from the last episode was was in the locker. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, oh,
0: I I didn't write it down, but uh under community fantasy league rules mm-hmm. just holding that gun from the first
1: no because that uh, in the original community fantasy rules yes that would count mm-hmm. where visual call box counted but then as a, 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 a um, uh you know uh today junior <laughs> as that rule proved too complicated i i did away with that rule yeah she would have to specifically use the gun in a, in a similar way that Chang used it, which I don't know how you could prove that. I could prove that.
0: Also, okay. w- would it count, because um, I believe Troy, when he sees the gun, he says something like, hey, nice.
1: Yeah. That Obviously, that doesn't count. What are you, a fool? Okay. If he had said, hey, nice, Chang's gun, then that would count. Yeah. Okay. But hey, nice does not count. I'm okay. sorry, no. I'm just prepping. I just want to be
0: ready for these. Yeah,
1: ready for January 27th. Yeah. Um, or so, whatever day it is. Yeah, so Chang, who is still blindfolded, running through the, uh, the quad, uh, just openly, yeah, openly just soliciting out. groups to join. <laughs> um, uh, and then a, a door opens on a van. And the a, ice cream van. The ice cream van. Uh, and uh, we see a, a man with a... a like a, almost like a Gatling gun, like a mounted machine yeah. gun. Uh, he shoots up Chang. Chang says, am I out after just being shot like a hundred times? Um, and then the ice cream man, still in the suit, um, comes out and says, it's time for plan B. With troops. Yeah. Which, uh, it's, you know, to jump ahead to next week's stormtroopers, basically. Yeah. Um, and says, you know, time for plan B, invasion. Which, here's the thing. So then we have a tag which is not a real tag it's just a uh, you know next time on community basically
0: well and it's also it i can't remember now what the what what the true villain is saying over the loudspeaker yeah is that actually in that episode or is that was that specially recorded to mix with those scenes from uh, next week
1: i can't remember we'll have to wait until next week till they okay. watch that episode i will say this you, in the little preview of next week you get a pretty good idea that it's dean spreck Oh, yeah. If I mean, if you're a a regular viewer of the show and you remember Dean Spreck from the, the KFC episode, mm-hmm. you get a which is like a spoiler, because at no point in the actual episode do they say that it's City College.
0: Not until the end, I think.
1: No, even at the end, he just said it's time for playing. says no one at Green can Oh, wait. I mean,
0: of, of the next episode.
1: Oh, yeah. But what I'm saying is this is a spoiler, because uh, in this episode, it's not revealed at all that it's City College. And then in the tag, you, you kind of see that it is City College.
0: I mean... I think that was maybe just to get people hyped cuz they didn't like they said they thought this was going to all be on one night. Yeah. And so just to go from one to the, one week to the next, they kind of wanted to get people like, "Oh yeah, it is City College." But
1: by by giving by getting into the hype, they're they're giving away the twist. I
0: don't know if that's a big twist.
1: I would say because they make hints at it like it's a big deal on this episode when when they ask uh, the Black Rider who is his employer, and he says, uh, "Oh, you think this is about the ice cream shop?" Maybe they just this, couldn't think of a really elegant, than you know.
0: a really elegant way to do it, so they just did it this way.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't care for it.
0: And no, I agree that it's not great. Yeah, uh, but I don't think it ruins anything.
1: I think it ruins the twist, whether it's a big twist or not. I think there is a twist there that is ruined for for I say no reason. When they easily could have cut a next week of Community without giving anything away. I was
0: just going to say like a real life twist, but then I thought, you know. Let's just not.
1: Okay, but you did anyway. So what? You you did say like a real life twist. You just couched it and say I was gonna say this. Yeah, but you still said it. No, plugs. No. <laughs> uh, but I also take
0: issue with with that tag for for also showing a lot of next the yeah. next episode. Yeah. Like you get a lot of like the because that that you know the, them attacking from the the quad. Yeah that's like the end yeah it's like all the worst parts of a trailer yeah plugs (laughs) i do another show what's it called nerds eye view what where you get it nevpodcast.com what's it about movies what kind of movies you know for kids (laughs) no all kinds of movies who's who's on this thing it's me jordan scott some uh, right now, it's sometimes Matthew Esposito, mm-hmm. sometimes Matt Benson over there. That's right. I was
1: on recently talking about Gone Girl,
0: sometimes Thomas Willett. Yeah, he'll be on the next episode that I do. Sure, he will. Uh, but the most recent episode is a twofer, it's mm. just me and Jordan bringing it back down to Solo basics. Bola. Uh, well. It's not really Solo Bolo. Solo Bolo is
1: is host and a guest. I guess you're two hosts, so it's not really Solo Bolo. It's Mm. Duo Bua. But Solo Bolo is two people. Is it? It's Scott Ackerman. Solo Bolo is a term from Comedy Bang Bang. And in that case, it is Scott Ackerman and his his solo Bolo guest, Ben Benny Schwa. Anyway,
0: uh, we talk about The Judge. Here come The Judge, here come The Judge. Um, Normally, I'd make you listen to the episode to hear my opinion. I'm just going to tell you about Don't see that movie. <laughs> don't even bother. Mm, all right. Uh, but anyway, check that out. That's mm-hmm. a, I think it's a good episode because, let me just say again, Jordan does not feel the same way as me, mm. <laughs> which if you know Jordan, you you would know, of course. He likes a lot he, of movies. He likes everything. Yeah.
1: I'm going to say that you went into this film with a negative attitude. You were ready to hate it before it started.
0: I'm going to say no. From
1: discussions that I had with you. I...
0: I honestly went in very open. All right. If you say so. And off air, I'll tell you a lot of things. Okay. But anyway, next week's episode, I'm a little bit more excited for. We're going to do The Book of Life, mm. which is a
1: kid's movie, technically. Which one's that?
0: It's uh, like the Day of the Dead looking people.
1: Zombies? No. That's what's in... Oh, Dio de, like Dio de los Muertos. I thought you meant the film Day of the Dead. No, no, no. Which no, is no, about no. zombies. No, no, no. no. no.
0: Yeah. So if you haven't seen a trailer, it's hard to explain. Okay. Uh, but it's animated. It looks kind of good. All right. I like the look of it. Okay. The literal look of it. Okay. So check that out. Nerds of You, com, or on Twitter, at anyviewpodcast. And my personal Twitter, at samecool11.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Go to com. Check out all the shows on there. I host a number of them, like Pop's Goals and Benson's Boombox and uh, Matt and Bruno's Wrestling Show. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's D R Matt Benson. Uh, you can follow this show on Twitter at Shut Up Len Pod. Uh, you can uh, write us an email at Shut Up Leonard podcast at gmail.com. And uh, you can and you should do uh, things to us on iTunes. You should write us a review, you should rate us. You should subscribe to us. All of those things will help us out. And if you do any kind of thing where we know your name, you get a shout-out. Uh, unless you review the show in a country that is not America, because uh, then the uh, the xenophobic iTunes does not show us those reviews. So, uh, you know, blame blame them for that. Canada. Blame well, Canada. No, blame iTunes. Oh. iTunes is the one screwing over Canada. Canada's the victim here. Shut up, Leonard.